Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX, where we promise to keep the conversation honest and real for our Fragile X community. We are a group of moms of Fragile X children, self-advocates, and full mutation carriers from Washington, Idaho, and Oregon, all on a mission to share our stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Talk FX. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Um, I have a few updates to share. So if you didn't know already, um, we did announce this on our Instagram uh, and Facebook page last week, but we launched a new website, and I am so excited about it. Um, this has been on my long to-do list um, for a while now. And the purpose of creating a website for our podcast is so that our listeners can uh, access all of the episodes in one place. Um, You know, we get so many questions about where can I listen to um, the episodes, where are they available, and I will tell you they are available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, um, Amazon Music, uh, pretty much everywhere that you would primarily listen to um, a podcast. So we are so excited to just have um, all of those links to whichever platform you prefer on our uh, website. Um, it's also a platform to just um, share why we started this podcast. To uh, just it also um, has my diagnosis story on it, um, which I'm really excited uh, about because. You know, the one of the purposes of creating this website is also just to um, continue to create more awareness and support of Fragile X. Um, and we felt that um, having a main platform for everyone to just um, find their uh, the episode that they want to listen to, just resources, understand my Fragile X uh, diagnosis story, and uh, just get to know more the people that we've been able to have on our podcast. Um, is so important to us. So um, I'm really excited about the website. Um, If you're talking to your friends or family about the podcast, um, definitely send them the link to our website, uh, which is on our Instagram and Facebook page. Uh, If for whatever reason you're unable to um, find it, just send us a a message on our Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us at uh, talkfragilex at gmail.com. Um, and we would be happy to share, uh, the link with you. So, um, our other news, um, that I have not, um, shared on our social media yet is that we are going to be launching a YouTube channel soon. I am so excited about this. Um, it's also, to be honest, a little intimidating, but, um, I'm excited about all the opportunities that this is going to create for us. Um, The purpose of this YouTube channel, uh, for now at least, is going to be um, 
used as a platform where we will uh, record live episodes um, with special guest speakers. So essentially our uh, upcoming YouTube channel will have um, live recorded um, uh, episodes with our um, upcoming um, guest speakers. So I am really excited about that because it provides a more a personable way to listen to our um, episodes and our in our discussions with others in the Fragile X community. And um, also, you know, some people like watching videos rather than just listening to audio. So we want to um, serve both preferences. And I'm really excited about that. So we'll be launching the YouTube channel probably uh, we're aiming for in about uh, a month. I would, uh, yeah, um, yeah, about a month um, because I'm trying to think of when our next guest speaker is. So got to have time to kind of prepare for that. But um, yeah, you should expect it in about a month and we'll definitely be um, releasing more information about it soon. So uh, definitely be looking out for it, but we're really excited. Um, another uh Thing that I just want to remind um, all of our listeners about is that whether you are a newly diagnosed family, um, a self-advocate, a full mutation carrier, or maybe you haven't even heard of Fragile X before, we are so glad that you are listening today. Um, the whole point of this podcast is to, just to continue to create more awareness and advocacy for Fragile X Syndrome, and also just to uh, continue to be a part of the Fragile X community and help um, these Fragile X families come together and encourage one another and uh, share our different stories and experiences. Um, that is the whole point of why we do this podcast. Um, it's not just because it's something to do, you know. Um, it takes a lot of work to run a podcast, um, and it takes a lot of work to respond to, you know, inquiring families, to um, schedule time to talk with uh, families, and to even just prepare for uh, episodes, especially with guest speakers and just all these things. But I just want you to know that it's all because of advocacy and awareness of Fragile X. That, that is huge for us. Um, and obviously, your guys' support in that has just been so encouraging, and it really just makes it all worth it. So um, I just want to jump in now to our discussion today. Um, we're going to talk about a topic that um, I talked about several episodes ago, but... Um, I recently had an experience within my job that really just inspired me to talk about this. And that is preparing your fragile X child for employment. Um, and I want to kind of bring this discussion back uh, from, from a different angle. Um, and I really hope that it's an encouragement to everyone who's uh, tuning in. So um, essentially, uh, I want to share a story, a quick story about something that um, happened within my job uh, several days ago. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I'm an employment consultant for people with physical and developmental disabilities. So 
basically I help uh, them to, uh, I help them in job development, excuse me, um, I help them in uh, obtaining a job and then maintaining their job. So there's quite a few steps, uh, obviously, in uh, obtaining employment. So first, you know, you obviously have to apply at different locations that um, are most appropriate based on, you know, your experience, your interests, you know, all those things. And then um, to have an interview uh, and then to complete, you know, if, if you're given the you know, position to complete onboarding paperwork, things like that, um, and then to get your employment established. So, um, and that means like getting your hours established, getting your um, familiarity with the tasks uh, established, and uh, your familiarity with your uh, natural support networks, such as, you know, um, your supervisors, your managers, things like that, even coworkers that maybe have a similar or or the same role as you. So um, all of those different steps uh, are integrated into what I do for individuals with physical and developmental disabilities that maybe can't otherwise um, seek employment independently. So um, we also support them from a uh, standpoint of just preparation, whether that's um, creating a resume or, um, you know, reference lists and, and talking them through what maybe their internship experiences, or maybe they have had a job before. So just um, a big spectrum of things, of things like that. I know that that's a lot of information, but I just wanted to give sort of a, um, overview of what I do before I get into um, my my story. So um, the other thing that I want to mention too is that um, some of you listening, you may have young children, you may have, um, you know, older children that have, uh, that are, you know, affected by fragile X or autism or um, another developmental delay. Um, and this particular topic may not uh, pertain to you right now, but um, it definitely uh, would in the future. Um, so I really hope that it's an encouragement to everyone who is listening, um, no matter where your child is at in their life right now. Um, I know that we have such a wide um, variety of families that are just in uh, different um uh, journeys and, and phases right now. So um, this is just a really important uh, topic for me is just preparing your fragile X child for em employment. So um, the angle that I want to approach this from is not necessarily the um, side of things that I was just sharing that I do, which is, you know, um, job development and, you know, uh, interview processes and things like that. The angle that I want to approach this discussion from is um, talking about how we prepare our children for um, what employment entails. So, and, and again, I'm not talking about, um, you know, the logistics of it. I'm talking about 
um, how the what the transition looks like for your child. Maybe they're going from no job no job experience at all to this is their very first job. Or maybe they've had some internship opportunities in school and now they're gaining paid employment. Um, or, you know, something in between there. Um, and so, um, and just how, how that relates to, like I said, um, transition, but also how it relates to social interaction and their change uh, in environment, their change in their daily lives, um, and, you know, how it changes their um, amount of social interaction that they're having. Um, so, kind of from that angle. So I hope that that makes sense. So um, I want to share quickly um, a story that I'm basically going to be um, uh, basing this discussion on or this episode on. So um, I have a client that works at a hardware store and he has worked there for about four years now. So he's pretty established in his job. Um, he's familiar with many of his uh, co-workers. Um, he knows what his tasks are. He knows what time he works, what time he gets off. He has a very consistent uh, schedule. Um, and essentially, he, he pretty much knows what's expected of him. Um, but and, and I should mention, too, that um, this individual does not have um, fragile X syndrome. He actually has uh, Down syndrome. But um, this story does apply to um, any individual with any uh, intellectual disability, whether it's uh, autism, fragile X, Down syndrome, um, or, or, you know, and things of that nature. So um, I was uh, at providing supports for him at his um, work and he, his primary tasks are to um, retrieve uh, shopping carts from the parking lot. Um, that's his most primary one because um, that's a task that needs to be done quite frequently throughout the day, whether, you know, um, you're working at a grocery store, a hardware store that's, you know, a bigger uh, chain, you know, they're, they're more busy. So carts are kind of fluctuated in and out and, and he's aware of that concept. Um, and his other task is to, when, when there's no carts to be retrieved, he knows to face, um, the aisles of the store to make them look organized and neat. Um, and so that's what he was currently doing, um, at the, in this, uh, situation that I'm, that I'm sharing. So, um, he was, he was, uh, facing aisles and organizing them, doing a great job. And I was just standing from a distance because as a job coach, when we're working with individuals that are pretty, um, independent in their tasks, we tend to just give them the space to do that. Um, and almost even make it sort of look like we're not there with them, um, as it might be be perceived to, um, customers. Um, so, um, anyways, a customer came up to him, uh, while he was working and asked him where a product was. And that product was, um, Drano, uh, that, you know, you use to unclog your drains in your, in your home. And he was, uh, currently in the cleaning aisle, which literally had, 
um, every cleaning product you could think of, um, including, you know, those um, long, you know, I think they're called like snake uh, drain things that you stick down your drain and then you pull it back up and it generally will, um, bring back up all, you know, the gunk and bleh. <laughs> I don't even like thinking about it. Um, and, but the one thing that wasn't in that aisle was Drano, um, which, you know, when you see those snake drain things, obviously you think, well, then the Drano has got to be, uh, in the same aisle. And, um, he's very good at knowing where most things are in the store. And so, um, when the customer approached him and asked him where that item was, um, he kind of walked down the, uh, aisle and was looking for it. And I stood, uh, from a distance because, you know, we try to give our clients as much, um, opportunity to be independent in their tasks as possible. Um, and if we do need to step in, then we, then obviously we do, but, um, it's important to us that our clients, if they're able to experience those independent opportunities, um, with the general public, then, then that's, um, really great. Um, that's what we want them to grow in. So, this uh, customer, about 30 seconds after, you know, asking my client where this uh, Drano was, um, he got frustrated, the, the customer, and um, just walked away. And I didn't see that my client was really affected by it. Um, I just encouraged him to, you know, get back to his task and that it sounds like the man's just going to find it on his own. But I'm, you know, reassuring him that I'm sure he appreciated your help. Um, it, but he could have just been in a bit of a hurry. So, um, you know, which whatever, you know, um, people go into stores with all sorts of different, you know, motives, um, whether they're in a hurry or not. And so, um, it, from my knowledge and observation, it did not seem to affect my client, um, which was great because I do want to say that, you know, um, this definitely relates to, um, individuals with, uh, fragile X, they can pick up on your, um, emotions. They can feel when you are angry or sad, um, because that's just a part of, uh, fragile X, especially, you know, um, in my experience with, you know, my cousin who is 13, um, who has full mutation fragile X, he definitely picks up on, um, when others around him are upset or angry. Um, and once he, once he realizes that he will ask you, are you okay? Are you okay? Because he's, worried and doesn't know how to process the fact that you're upset. He doesn't know how to um, uh, approach the situation. And so with my client, um, he is a bit of the same way. Um, he does not internalize when someone's upset very well. And so um, I was honestly a little bit surprised that he didn't pick up on it, but it all must have just uh, happened so fast um, that it, it just didn't, um, which is totally great because he was able to get back to his tasks. Um, and I just, of course, um, 
reassured him that he was doing great and and that it was great that he even you know was trying to help the customer so anyways about 15 or 20 minutes later um i believe this this customer was uh leaving the store and i was um standing at the entrance um just keeping an eye on my client because he was out grabbing carts as he should and he he's great with that and um this customer stopped in front of me um, when he saw me and, and he just said, you know, it's really, really frustrating as a customer when I come in and I ask an employee who works here where something is and they don't even know where it is. And um, I'm making it sound a lot nicer than it was, <laughs> not only for the sake of time, but also just for the sake of, you know, lighting a fire under anyone. <laughs> um, you know, I know that those instances can be frustrating to hear as, you know, special needs parents or or advocates or self-advocates even. But um, I, yeah, I'm making it sound a lot nicer than it definitely was. So this uh, individual just decided to, uh, and, and he knew I was the, the um, guy's job coach because I told him, but um I don't think it necessarily registered in his mind or I don't know if he fully heard me, but any, and, and also I'm pretty sure at this point that I figured out that this customer was not particularly aware that my client that he asked for help earlier, uh, had those developmental delays and, um, Another thing that I want to mention real quick is my client does take a little extra couple seconds or so to process what somebody is communicating to him before he responds. Sometimes he also needs clarification. Sometimes um, he needs to he needs um, uh, to be repeated the question or the comment or whatever you're trying to communicate um, because that's just, uh, the support that he needs. And, um, it's not always apparent to the general public, um, that, you know, individuals with developmental delays, uh, need that extra, uh, support when it comes to communication. And, um, I, I want to say, I, I do not think that this customer was aware of my client's, um, uh, you know, um, uh, situation. And so um, he just kind of was very rude to me. Um, and, you know, like I said, said it's really frustrating when I come in here and, and an employee doesn't even know where something is. And like I said, he was a lot, <laughs> a lot more rude about it than I'm making it sound. Um, and so, you know, obviously in those moments, we can just want to get angry or frustrated or respond not necessarily in the kindest way, which, you know, um, it, it's, it's a hard battle, but, um, you know, I just told him, yeah, I, I, I totally understand. It is hard when we walk into a store and, you know, we think we know where something is and then it's not there. And, um, especially if we're in a hurry, we just naturally get frustrated about it. But, you know, whether it's someone with, um, whether it's an employee that you're approaching that's typically developing or not typically developing, um, your your approach should not 
um, be angered no matter what, right? And like I said, um, we're not perfect and we get frustrated based on a lot of times how our day is going. Um, we take that out on, on others and, you know, I totally understand, um, that, you know, perspective, but what I want to kind of touch on regarding this situation, um, which by the way, my client was not present to witness, um, which I think is definitely for the better. Um, but if it had, you know, been done uh, in front of my client, that'd definitely be a different story because like I said, he would most likely pick up on the client's anger and not exactly know how to respond. So, um, and that's what we as job coaches, you know, want to help our clients through is just those moments where, you know, other customers don't understand our clients' uh, situations and their communication skills. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that this customer was not aware of my client's, um, you know, situation. And so, you know, that's okay. But what I want to touch on is the fact that um, it is so important for us as advocates to uh, help others around us understand how to interact with those that have those developmental disabilities. Um, and I know that that is such a huge desire for so many parents just to help um, the community around us to understand how to interact with our children, right? So um, especially when it comes to employment, when they are exposed to a wide variety of um, the public, you know, um, not everyone is going to know how to interact with um, employees that happen to have intellectual delays, right? So how can we um, support our children in preparing for that? How can we support them uh, when and if, you know, those situations come up? Um, there's so many questions regarding that. It's overwhelming. <laughs> um but those are things that I'm going to talk about um, from a job coach standpoint, but also just from an advocate standpoint. Um, this is a topic that I'm extremely passionate about, especially because, you know, this is not the first situation that um, I have seen happen. You know, with other clients of mine that I've supported in their jobs, mostly mostly retail jobs, um, you know, I've, I've seen customers approach my uh, clients and be like, hey, they're talking to you. Why aren't you listening? You know, just getting up all in our business. And it's astonishing sometimes. <laughs> um, and I've had to explain to them, oh, don't worry about it. You know, they're, I'm working with them. They're doing great. You know, just saying something like that to uh, basically in a kind way say, you know, this is not your problem. Um, you don't need to be involved in this um, because I am this person support network. So, um, but I think that it is so important to help our children have the most positive experience in their uh, work uh, environment as possible. Now, obviously, this can never be perfect. Um, we have all experienced moments in our jobs, no matter how much we love our jobs, where we have just had negative experiences, whether it's with a coworker or a customer or, or whatever, you know, we, um, 
we cannot promise our children that every single uh, customer, every single person that they interact with in their job is going to understand uh, them and just what their uh, intellectual delays are and how to communicate best with with them. Um, We just can't guarantee that. Um, But what we can do is choose to be advocates for them, helping the people around us to understand how to communicate with our children. And for me, helping the the general public to understand how to interact with um, my clients and especially their uh, employers, uh, how to interact with our clients and encouraging them to interact with with my clients. And um, it's just so important for, you know, even individuals with fragile X to be uh, exposed to uh, social opportunities with typically developing peers. It is so important. And, a, and an employment opportunity is a really great um, opportunity to fulfill that for them. Um, and so I think, you know, we have to look at the different, um, uh, you know, spectrums that our our children are at. You know, some some people listening, maybe your child um, has good verbal communication skills. Maybe your child mostly um, is is good with sign language. Maybe your child is just pretty much completely nonverbal, but they still understand, you know, what you're saying to them. They just can't verbally respond back. Um, You know, there's such a wide spectrum, I'm sure, of listeners right now. So I'm going to do my best to kind of um, approach uh, each each spectrum um, and be able to just provide um, some sort of um, support and, and encouragement when it comes to uh, approaching uh, employment for, for our children because obviously we want them to be successful. And um, I think that that is why it is so important to have um, – that natural support network, um, and, um, you know, the support network of a, uh, employment consultant like myself, or, you know, otherwise known as a job coach, um, for our, our children. But, you know, and I also want to say it does, uh, look different, um, depending on where you're from. There's, uh, some areas, some states that maybe don't have as many, um, uh, employment organizations that support individuals with uh, developmental delays. Um, and that's really hard to uh, find sometimes and it's hard to accommodate for. But I want to do my best to uh, encourage each and every one of you uh, in this uh, stage of your child's life um, that maybe is coming up soon or uh, maybe in a few years. Um, but I just want to be um, as helpful as possible and just utilizing what I've learned in my job and sharing it with all of you. And I also just want to um, make sure that, you know, people know where to even uh, look for these uh, support opportunities. So um, I am going to first start with, you know, um, kind of breaking down that story that I uh, have just shared. So when it comes to, you know, our our children interacting with the general public and particularly those that just don't understand how to interact with someone who has those developmental delays, um, I think that that's why natural supports are so important. 
Um, natural supports are people like um, their employer, their coworkers, um, even just their family members who are supporting them in their job. And also um, myself, a job coach, um, to help them through those uh, situations that they haven't maybe yet experienced. So, um, for instance, you know, if my client had experienced this situation with this customer differently, um, say my client was, uh, present when the customer approached me and was very rude to me, then, um, I would probably stop the customer, um, as best as I could and explain to him politely what my role is and what uh, my client's role is and just try to help him to understand that, you know, um, what my client could have done is uh, led you to another employee who could help you um, find what you're looking for, Um, especially, you know, if you're in a hurry. Because um, then that way, my my client is not only learning how to um, how to uh, use utilize their natural supports when they're unsure, but it's also an opportunity for them to experience those moments where maybe somebody seems a little bit frustrated, you know, and um, experiencing how to best approach the situation. Um, and you know, I think that my, uh, my client would have, uh, done that well. Um, it might've affected the rest of his workday later and, um, that's very possible, but that's what we're here for. We're here to encourage them, um, that, you know, it's okay that that individual was upset and guess what? You, you know, you did not do anything wrong and just giving them a thumbs up, telling them you're doing your tasks great. Um, and that, you know, ensuring to them that their, uh, other natural support networks, like their boss, if they know who their boss is, because my client really likes his boss. So saying, you know, so-and-so says that you're doing a really great job and, uh, he likes to hear that. So, um, that gives them the opportunity to have a, um, a typical, you know, job experience too. Um, so I think that that is, uh, what I would encourage each and every family listening right now is that, um, you know, your child's employment experience, um, is, is an exciting opportunity for them to grow. Um, and, you know, for us, um, and the organization that I work for, I love our, our, um, our mission statement, which is, basically to serve uh, clients of all abilities. So um, basically that's that's telling our um, clients that um, even if you're nonverbal, even if you um, you know struggle with um, remembering tasks, even if you struggle with transitions, even if you struggle with you know being able to work longer hours, even if you struggle with maybe um, uh, communication skills or social interaction skills, it does not matter. We want to help 
uh, our clients find um, the best possible employment position for them. And luckily, you know, at least where um, the the uh, region that I serve is uh, in, in the greater Seattle uh, area, there is a lot of employment opportunities. And I think that a lot of families listening right now, I think you would be shocked at uh, the uh, clients that we've been able to get such great jobs for. Um, and I'll just quickly name a few. Um, we even have clients that work at Amazon um, fulfillment centers where they, you know, um, are able to help um, put together orders to be uh, delivered to pe- the, the recipient. Um, we have clients that work at um, warehouses that require, you know, fulfilling um, different kind of, you know, part orders as well. Um, and they just really thrive in their roles. And then we also have clients that work more at like grocery stores, um, you know, other types of retail stores where they need a little extra um, support. And they thrive awesome. They love their jobs. Um, they love just having a purpose. And so I think that when we're able to show uh, the community around us that maybe doesn't know how to interact with individuals with developmental delays, when we're able to just um, expose them to um, individuals with 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 intellectual delays uh, working, I think that that's an encouraging thing for them to see Um, because it shows how important uh, inclusion is in in the employment world. And uh, inclusion is so, so important. And that's why I do my job is because I firmly uh, believe and am passionate about the fact that even individuals with those with those challenge intellectual challenges can obtain employment and that they can thrive in their employment with a little extra uh, help with a little extra you know um, support you know there that is what um, you know we are we as employment consultants or you know job coaches are here for and so um, I wanted to share that story regarding my my client because I think that a lot of you listening might be able to um, relate to that story in uh, maybe different ways. Um, even if you just had an experience at the playground or maybe you had an experience at the store where, you know, someone um, didn't understand why your child was reacting the way that they did or, you know, doing something the way that they did, um, you know employment opportunities um, are a way to just, uh, like I said, create that awareness and advocacy and understanding of individuals with um, developmental delays. Um, And so I have just learned so much than I ever thought I would in this job. And um, I just continue to believe more and more that uh, individuals with intellectual disabilities, they, they have such amazing opportunities for employment. They really, really do. And um, I really hope that even if you are a family listening that has had a really hard time finding those types of employment opportunities for your child, I hope that you will reach out to me so that I can uh, hopefully help 
direct you direct you in the um, right um, way uh, to just help you hopefully find a resource that will work for you where where you're um, where you're living. And I know that it is so hard sometimes to find those resources. And I know that it's so hard sometimes to even imagine, will my child be able to have employment? Will he be able to support himself financially or herself financially? Um, But it is so possible. And, you know, I just want to encourage you in that because I even have a client right now that um, I'm about to help facilitate a meeting with um, the client and their and his uh, bosses, uh, letting him know that he's about to get a raise. Um, and that's so exciting. And so I just hope that you guys listening will know that um, there is support out there for your child to gain employment. There is. And, you know, there is also support for your child when instances occur where customers um, or just people in the general public that your child um, maybe starts working in, um, there is support in helping them through those situations and that you don't have to uh, fear um, as long as, you know, they have the right support. And um, that is just so important. And so um, I really hope that this discussion was helpful. Um, ever since um, that situation happened with my client, I've I, it reminded me how important it is to talk about um, inclusion in the workplace and even just inclusion, um, like I said, how it specifically pertains to um, those social interaction opportunities that our children might have with the general public, um, particularly with those that don't understand how to interact with people with um, intellectual disabilities. So um, I really hope that that was an encouragement. Um, and if you guys have any questions, feel, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can send us a message on our Instagram, our Facebook. You can send us an email um, at talkfragilex uh, at gmail.com. Um, we would just love to hear from you. Um, we're not just here to post, you know, podcasts every week or so. We're, we're here to connect with you too. And um, that's a part of this uh, platform that I really enjoy. And um, I can offer uh, encouragement in the employment uh, side of things. I can also offer um, supports in the, um, we also, you know, in the organization that I work for, we also offer um, community inclusion opportunities. So that would be um, individuals that maybe don't um, have the time or um, just whatever it is with their situation. Um, everyone kind of has a different situation. Uh, if they're unable to have employment at this time, um, we help them to just be able to have opportunities to, to be involved in the community in some way, whether it's volunteering or just coming up with activities for them to do once a week. Um, it's not necessarily a... Um, a service that we uh, advertise a ton. It's really just situational, um, just because our huge focus is on helping um, 
individuals gain employment. And um, that's just what our um, main service is. But we also find a lot of value in community inclusion as well. So um, yeah, uh, like I said, I just I really hope that this conversation was encouraging. Um, I hope that, you know, even though you uh, heard the story that I shared, I hope that um, it's encouraging just to know that uh, there are resources out there to help our children through those um, instances, to help them just process them, to help them understand them, and to just to help them become more and more independent each and every day. So um, thank you all so much for listening. I really just um, love uh, creating content for you guys. Um, if there's a particular uh, topic that maybe we haven't uh, covered yet and you would like to hear, let us know. We would we would love to see um, if that's something that we can do. So um, we will be back again uh, for another episode of Talk FX. But uh, until then, just keep up with us on our Instagram and Facebook page, Talk Fragile X, um, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX. We hope you've left this episode feeling encouraged and knowing you're not alone on this journey with Fragile X. It is our mission to provide resources, support, and encouragement to our listeners. Whether you are a mom of Fragile X children, a self-advocate, or a full mutation carrier, this podcast is for you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Talk Fragile X. You can tune in to the latest episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Thank you.